Sim Simma, who's got the keys to my bimma? Who am I? I cannot sing that um, because it's Beanie Man. And um, oh, I love, 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 love that song. And there is a point to it. There is a point to it because I was thinking about this podcast. It's day 55, by the way. And I was talking about it with a very important person in my life um, who I saw last night. He introduced me to my husband. So he and I used to work together um, like 20 odd years ago. How many years? 26 years ago? Long time ago. And I don't know if you've ever worked at a freight company, but fucking hell, the language is atrocious. And those are funny years. I mean, I was 19, 20 when I started working there. And the kind of things that you discuss when you're 19, 20, I mean, it was pretty no holds barred and no P's and Q's. I mean, going from that to working eventually in a corporate environment, it's night and day. Um, so this is going to be maybe quite explicit, some of this. You might want to skip, wait for tomorrow, go back and listen to something else. But I'll give you an example of what it was like when I worked there. So we were in the office and one of the guys has come in and my friend's gone, have you been eating shit for breakfast? <laughs> Bloke's like, no, 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 mate. No, no, I've just had a coffee and cigarette for breakfast. So it was um, instructive working there. And the group of people I know is a result of, of having um, spent time working at the freight company and then being introduced to my husband and meeting all of his friends. And they all revolved around this cricket club and the local area that they lived in. It meant that when we all saw each other last night, I mean, some friends you greet by, you know, giving them a big hug. Um, but these friends, they greet each other just by going, fucking hell, where's your hair gone? Um, or sticking your fingers up at each other. And um, for me, I was the um, nominated driver. Um, I don't know what you call it. Delegate? Not delegated. Designated driver. I was the designated driver because these people are my husband's friends, first and foremost. And it was a memorial for um, one of their friends that had um, died in 2020 and he was involved in their cricket club. It would have been his 80th birthday so his family had organised this memorial. Oh my God. Um, watching them all, I mean, obviously there was his family there and it was really lovely to see them and, and, and see what a, ni what a nice family they are. Um, but for my <laughs> husband and his mates, I just got so much joy out of watching a group of people that have known each other for so long. You can just rip the piss and nobody takes offence. You can be completely free and easy. Um, and we haven't seen them for years and it was so nice that everyone just slipped back into their roles and a lovely time was had by all. We had to leave at a reasonable hour to get back for our children. But the reason this ties into my atrocious uh, rendition of Who Am I by Beanie Man is that a lot of this podcast is about who am I? Um, and we all experience that, I think. So um, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, you know, I do go to therapy or I have a therapist or I'm seeking therapy. I'm engaging with therapy. Um, but one of the questions that I had for the therapist, one of the things that I said was that I'm not sure who I am sometimes. And I think when you become parents, when you have a busy work life and home life, um, as you get into middle age proper, as your parents 
start to die um, or do die. You know what I mean? <laughs> start to die and then finish dying. But um, you know, I don't have any parents. A lot of the people who were there had lost one or both of their parents. So, you know, we are raising kids and going through all the stuff that goes along with that. And some of us have lost our partners. And I mean, huge things have happened. And I guess there is an element of working out who you are and thinking about the person that you have been and how things have changed and how the events of your life kind of shape you. Um, yeah, I mean, that feels a bit deep, doesn't it? Um, but it was really good for the soul to see them and to embrace <laughs> some, frankly, appalling language in a pub. And then after that, um, I went to see some friends of mine in the village and we um, rounded off the evening nicely, I would say. In this um, little piece from Reasons to be Cheerful Part 1, um, don't buy it because I don't make any money out of it. <laughs> I don't, I really don't. Or do buy it and enjoy it. But I would say it's better to listen to me talk through it because this piece is about friendship um, and about love and loss and life and things that really do happen to us all. Um, and it's called, you can get it if you really want. Mm, see, singing and a dancing again. So for the past two Monday nights, I found myself sat in a very welcoming kitchen with excellent company. Some of us know each other well, some of us only met last Monday, but we each have the same thing in common, one beautiful friend. For those of you that read the blog post dedicated to her, you will know that last year, our beautiful friend helped to arrange some events for our village. So um, to provide context, this was um, our friend Belle, and I will read a piece dedicated to her. And um, she was an amazing firecracker of a woman. And I wish I'd known her for longer than I did. She had an enormous impact on everyone's lives. Um, and she died when her little boy was about four um, and her husband and son are flipping amazing. Um, so we did a fundraiser in her honour. So the Easter um, event that she had put on was so successful, she put on a, she had put on a couple of fundraising events when she had been diagnosed with cancer. She's amazing. Um, it had been so successful that the local tourist information office called one of the girls to ask if it was happening again this year. It was only ever intended to be a one-off, but the call sparked an idea to hold it again in tribute to her, raising funds for local cancer charities that so helped her and her family. The only slight snag is that from phone call to event, we had but three weeks. We're almost two weeks in and it has been frankly incredible what a small group of people with access to some technology and a network of extremely generous local people can achieve. So far between us, we have managed to source the most eclectic array of goods since Del Boy closed the doors on his lockup. We have one venue, six gazebos, three banners and dozens of posters, three chickens, a lamb, 200 eggs, an unspecified number of rabbits, well, you know what they're like for breeding, face paints, raffle prizes, a PA system, one tug of war rope, and vintage China, a coconut shy, the commitment of the entire key stage one of the local primary school to produce Easter bonnets, one tractor and two ponies. Phew. And should disaster strike due to the wonderful British weather, we've even got a backup plan 
thanks to the kindness of our local scout troop. Can I just say one thing about living in a village like this? You can get your hands on some weird shit. I mean, I did um, an impromptu sort of 10 minutes of stand up at a local party. And I said, hands up if you've got a gun. Half the people there had a gun, surprising amount of guns. I also used to know someone, she's left the village now, you could buy horse semen from her. There you are. And if you get properly friendly with a local veterinary nurse, you could probably get some ketamine as well. Just say no, kids. Um, everything that we've been able to acquire or uh, at little or no cost, which means the charities receive more and everybody gets a little bit of something that money can't buy. The pleasure that comes with giving something out of kindness. The levels of generosity, understanding, willingness to help, good humour and teamwork has been good for the soul and will result in something that hopefully will do our friend and her family proud. Who knows what the next Monday meeting will bring and who knows how the event will work out. But what we do know is that we'll do it just as she would have done with laughter, positivity and by the seat of our pants. Um, yeah, we did. And I found the photos of that the other day, actually. And we had an egg throwing competition. I cannot tell you how much fun that is. There was egg throwing. There was my son on a pony ride dressed as Spider-Man. He was only like four and a half, five at the time. It was allowed. Um, but it was awesome. It was one of those where everyone came together and we were kind of powered by the spirit of our beautiful friend. And I guess that brings us back to the beginning because the memory and spirit of the legend that was Malcolm Tramper, this was the man that was famous for his um, <laughs> stripping off dancing at any given opportunity um, and commitment to helping the local cricket club. Um, he was a sound, sound man, a very funny man and very well loved. And it was thanks to him that we were all brought together yesterday and I had the opportunity to remember who I am. So I hope you enjoyed that. It felt a little bit different today, maybe a little more thoughtful. And please, if you're enjoying this, give it a share. If you think that somebody will resonate with this or they'll go, yeah, I feel like that. Well, yeah, I know what that's like. Um, send it on to them. In the meantime, I will be back with you tomorrow.